Fostering with Love, Episode 22, for Thursday, April 10th, 2014. A Heartbreak. Hey guys, this is Dan, and I am a foster parent. Welcome to the show. Um... So, it's been quite a while since I've recorded an episode, but I've been jotting down notes of things that have been happening with my wife and I doing foster care so that I can record. Uh, And so, I think the next episode I do will be jam-packed full of stuff to catch you guys all up on our foster care journey. But I wanted to record this while it was fresh right now. Uh... I titled this podcast Heartbreak because, or A Heartbreak, because uh, we have a little guy that we've had for a few months now. Um, We're all really close with him. He's a sweet kid. He probably has the the worst behavioral problems of the three foster kids we have now, but he's really not that bad. He's a sweet boy. He's the one that we got to have a birthday with. We got to celebrate his fourth birthday with him, which was very special and awesome. And, uh, as of today, he is going to go somewhere else. So we've been noticing some new behaviors from him, and we already knew that they thought they found physical evidence of sexual abuse on this little guy. Now, when he is hugging either us, an adult, or the other kids, um, he is always... And before I go on, I'll just say this is... Uh, not really explicit, but I'll just tell you that you probably don't want your kids listening right now. A little content warning. Uh, when this little four-year-old hugs us or the other kids, uh, he starts to do a humping motion, kind of like a dog might do. My wife's talked to a specialist, and um, they've told us that, yes, he's, you know, these are signs that's common when a kid has had sexual abuse. And... Uh, they get those feelings that happen when they're being abused sexually and then they so they've felt that and they want that feeling again of sexual pleasure which to me just to say that is disgusting this is a four-year-old child (sighs) just makes me so angry so because this little guy has these issues they told us that they wanted him at first they said You know, you're going to have to always keep an eye on him. You cannot ever leave him alone in a room with other children. And his desire for pleasure is only going to increase. Um, And he's just going to become more and more dangerous for other children. That then he would become an abuser. And uh, so, you know, we have three of our own and other foster children that we have in our home their safety needs to come first, and it's really heartbreaking, because he's a sweet guy, it's not his fault, but he is a danger, and so they have asked that we bring him to a place that's essentially an orphanage, or like you could say a group home, where instead of being in a family's home, he will be at a group home with a ton of other foster children, who either could not be placed or need to be in this kind of situation because they're not suitable for people with children. 
I'm hopeful that there'll be foster parents out there that don't have any kids of their own or maybe have older children than we have uh, who he would not be a threat to. Um, so, yeah, we're all really sad about it. I know my children don't really understand, but, you know, as the days go on without him, they're going to be asking all the time, because they ask now when he's at a visit, where is he? And they're going to ask where he is, and I think it's going to take a while to sink in that he's gone and they'll never see him again. And, uh, this happened before when we had a child who was with us for eight months, and they'll still ask about him every once in a while. And that was really hard for us. So we took a break from doing foster care and let our license expire. And then just recently uh, did what we had to to get re-licensed and started doing foster care again. And our goal was always not to do any long-term placements because we didn't want this to happen again. But they're never long, they never, they always say that they're not long-term placements. And then the grandparent that's trying to get approved to take them falls through, and for whatever reason, they're not suitable to take the children, and uh, kids, it just seems like the kids almost always end up staying with you long term, because there's nowhere suitable that's a family member uh, that can take them in. Many times that's because uh, family is out of town or in another state, which they can still make that happen, but it takes a lot longer because they need six months for the foster parents to be able to have a chance to get it back together, get their lives straightened out so they can get their kids back. In the meantime, they have to be in foster care instead of with family if the family's out of town. Uh, but many times, you know, uh, kids are taken from parents who are not suitable because these kids also had parents who are not suitable. So grandparents, aunts, uncles, there is no one suitable that's a family member that can take the child, so they have to be in foster care. Uh, it's just a sad reality. Because, you know, you always want them to be able to be with family if they can. And, you know, in our case, too, now all the siblings are going to be broken up. There were three kids, two little boys and an older sister. And they're all siblings, different dads. But anyways, so now we're going to keep the sister... Uh, for now, that's we're not sure for how long, but we're going to keep the sister. The brother is going to go to a orphanage or group home. And then the other little brother is at another foster parent's house. So these three siblings will no longer be able to live together. They get to see each other a few times a week during visits with their parents. But actually, unfortunately, in this case, uh, both of their parents have lost the rights for visits because they have missed too many visits. Mom actually did what she had to to get her visits back and then missed too many visits again and lost privileges for visits. And she even would call in and just say she wasn't coming or make some excuse that she had a court date when we know she did not have a court date. And I don't know why. They, uh, You'll, we'll just never understand it as, as parents who who just naturally love our kids and want to do whatever we can to protect them and be good parents. It's just incredibly hard to understand how these 
parents just don't even show up to visits, miss them, or like an, they're a half hour late, and so then they, the kids get all excited to see their parents, and then the parents don't show up. So we've started not even telling the kids, hey, you have a visit today, because you, we can't rely on the parents. So, anyways... Uh, I'm on my way home from work, and I'm gonna go pick up a new placement uh, That's it's only um, a little girl who's respite care uh, She has foster parents that have had her for quite a while And uh, they just need some respite for like a week and they couldn't find anyone and so Even though we already have six kids in our house three of them are our, our, our own uh, They just couldn't find anyone else so my wife convinced me to take them in. It's pretty hard to say no to a sad story like that. So, um, for just a few moments, when I come home and we all say our goodbyes to this little guy, we'll have seven kids, four foster children, and three of our own, and then we're going to drop off the little four-year-old boy at the group home. Probably never see him again. It's going to be pretty sad. I mean, we never have intended to move towards adoption with this little guy, even if that was an option, but uh, it's just sad. We just It's just so unexpected and sudden, and uh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough probably for his sister, but even for us as foster parents and our children, you know, we've grown really close with this little guy. And he, he calls us mom and dad, and, you know, we're like, you know, we're not your mommy and daddy, you're... And we tell him about his own parents, and he says, I know, I just want to pretend that you're my mom and dad. And probably a few times an hour, he tells us that he loves us. Um, you know, you can just tell he really likes living with us. Uh, he's not going to want to leave. We try and explain it to him, but it's hard to explain something this big to a four-year-old. Um... And, and, and know if he really understands the implications and the weight of it. So, kind of a rough day for us all emotionally today. Um, uh, yeah. I, I still can't believe we have uh, six kids in our house, and we're going to have seven, but then it'll go back to six. Never knew that uh, <laughs> I would say yes or be okay with having this many foster children, but it's been really fun. Without going too much into what I'm going to share in the next podcast episode to catch you guys up with what's been going on, we do have three foster kids we've had for quite a while now. Two of them are siblings, and then another one we got placed later. And we're so glad that the weather is warm. We've been going on long hikes out in the woods with them. There's all kinds of beautiful trails. We live in Spokane, Washington, and Washington State is called the Evergreen State because it's full of beautiful green forests with trails for us to walk around in. So we've really been enjoying finally getting outside, and um, I'll uh, be sure to share everything else that's happened since the last episode with you guys. It's been a lot, but I've been taking notes, so I wouldn't miss anything. And um, hope you guys have been having a good uh, week. <laughs> it's been way more than a week since the last episode, but hope you guys are having a good one. 
hopefully I can get my wife on the podcast at some point. Uh, she just remembers facts and details so much better than I do, which is why I take notes. Um, yeah, it'd just be fun to have her on the show again. She's only been on once, and having two voices to listen to is much better than one with different opinions and thoughts. And uh, So I will try and get her on. Um, we have an incredibly busy life with six kids, a full-time job. She works from home part-time, and we just have a lot going on. We homeschool now, and uh, that's why all these recent podcasts have been such poor audio quality. As I'm sure you can tell, right now I'm driving in my car. Uh, as I said, I'm driving home from work, and I'm recording this podcast on my iPhone which does a surprisingly good job, but it's nothing like the audio quality you get when I am in my little home studio with soundproofing around me and a, a really nice microphone. So thanks for bearing with me. Um, it's kind of just uh, been doing what I, what I have to with the time that I have available to record these episodes. And, you know, it's still uh, good enough quality that you can clearly hear what I'm saying. So... Hope you guys have a good week, and um, try and get the next episode out to you soon. Take care. This podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works License. Visit the website at fosteringwithlove.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at fosterwithlove. Thanks for listening.